I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Wednesday, February 28th. Quincy police are asking for the public's help in identifying the driver of a dark-colored SUV who allegedly fled the scene after striking a pedestrian. Happened about 6 p.m. yesterday. Police got several 911 calls reporting a pedestrian was hit by a vehicle near 1020 Southern Artery in Quincy Point. Police said in a press release an initial investigation showed that a mid-sized, dark-colored SUV struck a pedestrian in a crosswalk before fleeing the scene. The SUV fled northbound on Southern Artery towards South Street. The vehicle that fled is believed to have damage to the passenger side bumper, hood, and windshield. The pedestrian was taken to the hospital. No further information is available on that person's condition. Anybody with information is asked to contact Quincy Police. Quincy Police seized marijuana and a gun after witnessing what they say was a drug deal in West Quincy yesterday. Police say the drug control unit stopped a vehicle in the Center Street area at around 5 p.m. after believing they had just witnessed a drug deal. During a search of the vehicle, police seized a firearm and marijuana. The occupants of the vehicle were arrested on drug and firearms charges. Two men from Needham and Athol and a Weymouth woman are all accused of trafficking drugs in Boston's downtown crossing. 44-year-old Michael Groden of Needham, 38-year-old Keith Curtis of Athol, and 33-year-old Catherine Isaacs of Weymouth were apprehended about 1 o'clock Monday afternoon, charged in connection with a drug investigation in the downtown area. Police say that the officers from the downtown drug control unit witnessed a drug exchange involving the trio. Authorities seized heroin, crack cocaine, suboxone, and officers also discovered a semi-automatic handgun with eight rounds of ammunition. Curtis also had $931 in cash. Suspects face arraignment in Boston Municipal Court. Massachusetts Attorney General's office is suing the town of Milton after voters voted down a multifamily housing district that would have complied with the MBTA Communities Law. Milton is one of about 177 communities subject to the new law and one of 12 that had a deadline of December 31, 2023 to enact a compliant zoning district. The town developed a district to submit to the state, but in February, voters in the town turned it down. Last week, Governor Healy's office said since Milton was not in compliance with the law, it will lose out on state grant funding. Residents in Milton voted no to the controversial plan. In a letter to town administrator Nicholas Milano, Housing and Livable Community Secretary Ed Augustus confirmed, Milton will no longer be eligible for a recent grant for seawall and access improvement. The town will also not be eligible to receive Mass Works and Housing Works grants and will be at a competitive disadvantage for many other state grant programs. Tensions are high in the city of Brockton after several members of the school committee had their requests for the National Guard's help with security matters at Brockton High School denied by Governor Healy. At a special meeting of the Brockton School Committee last night, a day after, Healy said calling in the Guard was not appropriate to help Brockton High address and manage safety concerns. 
There was a big crowd for last night's meeting. There was shouting toward the end of the meeting, but there was cheering when embattled superintendent of schools Mike Thomas got up to speak. Thomas has been on medical leave since August 31st, but that leave coincided with the revelation that Brockton schools were facing at least a $14 million budget deficit. Thomas has denied any wrongdoing. During the meeting last night, Thomas said he's now well enough to come back. But the school committee voted to put him on paid leave during an investigation of district finances. Thomas said safety at Brockton High School would not be an issue if he was still in charge of the school. And the crowd that had gathered for the meeting was clearly on his side. Brockton Mayor Robert Sullivan, who is also chair of the Brockton School Committee, is vowing transparency in that investigation into the district's finances, but getting some pushback from people in the crowd. A man who was working as a security guard on the night of the infamous 1990 Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum art heist, and the one who let the thieves inside the building, is now dead. 57-year-old Richard Abath died last Friday at his Vermont home after a long illness, according to his attorney. Abath was working as a night watchman at the Gardner Museum on March 18, 1990, when two men robbed the Boston Museum of 13 masterpieces worth approximately $500 million, making it the biggest art heist in modern history. In a 2013 interview, Abath told CNN, that he let the thieves in because they were disguised as police officers. They told him that they were there to investigate a report of a disturbance on the premises. A bath and another guard who was on duty were then bound by the thieves with duct tape and locked in the museum's basement. The FBI first treated a bath as a suspect since he let the thieves into the building, but he was never charged in connection with the heist and always insisted he had nothing to do with the crime. The pieces stolen from the Gardner Museum, which include works by Rembrandt, Monet, and Vermeer, have still not been found despite a $10 million reward. The FBI said in 2015 that the men investigators believe committed the robbery. George Reisfelder and Leonardo DiMuzio died within a year of the heist. Now, checking some local sporting news, North Quincy girls basketball team will be seeing tournament action as the Lady Raiders, seeded number 20 in the Division II tournament, play at number 13, Whitman Hansen tonight at 6.30. Medfield is the top seed in Division II. And the Quincy High girls basketball team, seeded number 9 in the Division I tournament, will be hosting number 24, Hopkinton, Friday night at 6.30 in a game that will be live right here on QATV. Presidents clinched the Patriot League Fisher Division Championship for the second consecutive season and are the highest locally seeded team in the playoffs. Quincy would play the winner of the Lexington-Acton-Boxborough game if the Presidents advance on Friday night. The top seeded team in their division girls basketball is Bishop Fian. In Division Three boys hockey, number 32 North Quincy Raiders lost to number 33 Diamond Regional Vocational Technical School Monday night at the Quincy Youth Arena. Check of business news this morning. Stocks are mixed. The Dow was down 96. The Nasdaq rose 59, and the S&P is up 8. 
Asian markets are down. The dollar rose, the euro fell, oil up to $78 a barrel. Elsewhere in sports, Celtics continue their winning ways. They beat Philadelphia 117-99 last night. will host Dallas Friday night at 7.30. The National Weather Service forecast. For today, windy and rainy, but warm. High near 60 degrees. The rain wind continue this evening. Lows drop to about 50. Overnight, a cold front blows through. And that'll leave us with a partly sunny, windy, cold day tomorrow. Highs tomorrow only into the mid-30s. Sunshine on Friday. Temperatures rebound to the upper 40s. Maybe some more showers Saturday. A high 55. Well, the boater waves about 2 feet. The wind out of the south, 15 to 20, but gusting to 40 knots later today at a high tide, 1.49 p.m. Sunrise, 6.21, sets at 5.32. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Wednesday, February 28th.